Hi, this is Bryn. And, and, I, and this is Andrea. Andrea Ross. We just had an amazing conversation. Uh, one that uh, goes all over the place into the world of spirituality, processing what's going on. And I think if we'd had this conversation six weeks ago, people would think we'd disappeared down the woo rabbit hole. But it's very much a timely one. Andrea, why do you think someone should stay in and listen to the whole conversation? Uh, Brent and I's conversation is amazing. Uh, we cover everything from yoga, meditation, uh, tantra, what you can do at the moment to stay centered, grounded. It's very practical, isn't it? Yes. As well as theoretical. Yes, and um, awaken and how we uh, can all rise together and create a new world. Very much needed at this time. And on top of that, Andrea is a lovely, lovely lady and I've thoroughly warmed up by just sitting and listening to her. So enjoy Andrea and go and stay in and listen to all of it. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. Strange and uncertain times that we're in currently. And so I thought I'd dive into that with today's guest, Andrea Ross. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bryn. Thanks so much for having me. Now, as you can hear in the background here, we are at the beach. We are appropriately socially distanced um, for the outdoor. And I don't take this lightly, but because this is probably going to be my last in-person interview for a little while, which actually weighs heavily on me because um, there is something about interacting with people on a one-to-one -one basis, which is so, you know, we communicate on so many different levels. And for me, it's very nourishing, you know, 140 odd discussions. It's very nourishing, it's very healing. And, um, it's weighed heavily on me that mm. I might not be doing this. And so I'm actually savoring this right now. I'm looking forward to the Zoom chats that I'm going to launch soon. But yes. Anyway, enough of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I feel exactly the same, you know, with the, you know, my yoga classes have gone to live streaming. So last, last week when I had my last few students, it was really savoring that moment and savoring the in-person connection that you just, you know, as hard as we try online, you just don't get. I know. Um, it's yeah. like, it's like um, the best analogy I can give is, um, so when you listen to MP3, that's mm. compressed silent, and you only hear the sound that you need to hear. You don't get all the depth of the sound like you would do if you listen to a CD or a tape or vinyl. And um, interaction online is like that. It's sort of the thinnest veneer. Mm. It's all the depth that you don't necessarily know that you miss. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, um, Andrea, you, you do a number of things, don't you? So you've got sort of two lives. You've got, um, as you just mentioned, you know, yoga, meditation, stuff like that, all the great stuff there, but also singer, artist, opera singer. Yes. Tell me about that. Um, well, I kind of got out of university. Well, I got into university and I thought, what do I want to do with my life? And... I always knew that I was different. Uh, I knew that I was never going to live a conventional life. Uh, oh. I, nine to five didn't appeal to me. Um, I really wanted to just do what I loved. And mm. from a very young age, I used to say to my mum, I know I'm here for something big. And she used to just, you know, get sick of me saying that, <laughs> to be honest. So what happened was- Who are was... you to think that you're going to save the world <laughs> with comments like that? <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know, when I was in university, I did um, performance and journalism at Curtin, and that was fine. And then when I realised, I went to ABC to do work experience and realised that 
journalism wasn't for me. I didn't like hearing the news. There was something energetically wrong about it. And then it was at 20, actually, after I had a big break, <laughs> break up with an ex, that I went into singing and I found Hugh Jackman's old singing coach. Yeah. And oh, wow. she actually lives still in Fremantle on Holland Street. Um, her house didn't get taken out, but she, she really encouraged me to sing. And so anyway, went to Whopper for a few years, then finished the degree at Curtin, doing journalism performance studies, and then went back to and did opera full time training at the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts Whopper for yeah. um for four and a half, five years, pretty much full time, wow. dedicated my life to it. And then, you know, took a weird turn of events, um, which now looking back makes a lot of sense. Go on then. And so uh, I went and auditioned in New York and San Francisco and um, got into the opera schools there and actually came back and my intuition just screamed at me and said, you're not going. And I went, what, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> because yeah. I have no plan B. And so I ended up really lost for about a year, just didn't know what I was doing, stopped singing lessons, um, last performance, opera performance in 2015. Um, at Fremantle, I Stedford, and then I something after another breakup, which seems to be my revelations, went down a completely spiritual path, which started with um, a retreat in Bali that I actually got gifted. Right. I actually didn't pay for this retreat. I got gifted it from this beautiful soul. And that's what started my tantra training and started this deeper healing and this self-inquiry, which then changed the trajectory in my life which mm. I've been on this journey for the last I'd say at least four years and then have brought that back into singing because I needed to be able to heal uh, my emotional energetic self before I actually could come back and integrate it all into singing which I'm doing now wow wow yeah it's That's, been a journey <laughs> yeah I'm just take, taking that in you know um so it's almost so it's like, you know, in order for you to do what you're going to do with your singing, you have to develop as a person as well. Absolutely, because um, when I was singing at Whopper, I had no confidence. Um, right. We were always critiqued. So it's a very critical industry. Unless you really know yourself, you actually, you, you don't have the that. stability. And I crumbled and I didn't sing for years because I was so critical. And then when I did all that healing work, I got to access my emotions, so now I sing with more emotion than mm. I used to. Um, I got to clear up a lot of energetic blocks I had, integrate a lot of, if you believe, past lives, a lot of karma I had to clear. And then, yeah, now it just seems like a breeze compared to what I went through at Whopper, which was somewhat traumatic in a way um, to be that heavily criticised when you're very young and vulnerable. Um, and I've had a few singers who have said that, even though it's a beautiful training academy, it's also um, very critical and not enough positive reinforcement. Quite a brutal place to be. Oh, it's absolutely the industry is brutal. Acting and singing industry is brutal. But if you know yourself um, and you know what you can bring and deliver, and you're solid, then you're all good to go. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not, you <laughs> will probably crash and burn like I did. But. Um, I like to did think then. that. Yeah, did then. Resurrection now. Yeah. So, yay. Yay for that. <laughs> so, what was it about, about the singing that drew you in? You know what? When I was a, when I was a kid, um, I had, um, being the empath and 
the, I guess, really sensitive person I am, um, singing was my outlet. Singing was how I got to express myself when I didn't get to with words, but I could adopt those lyrics and the melodies and something just allow me to express from that place. So I actually taught myself how to sing right. to the radio and to, um, you know, Christine Aguilera, I'd blast her in my room. My parents would ask me to shut up. They still do to this day if I sing at their place. <laughs> I'm just, just too loud. They go, dad goes down the back end of the house. And um, it was really an outlet for me. It was the only way between that and writing that I knew how to express myself and all these emotions that you feel when you're especially transitioning from being a girl to a woman. That's a really big time period where there's such big changes. And yeah, music and singing just helped me express that and acting as well. Mm. And is, is it that expression and releasing of an inner, inner thing that you now take into the yoga and tantra as well? Yeah, it's, it's um, yoga and meditation. Um, again, my actually, <laughs> I come back to breakups, but they've been my biggest teacher. Um, I was meant to move to Sydney with my ex two years ago and then we broke up. And of course, I was in a lost place. I had nothing behind me. And then um, Ava at Spunda Yoga School, she took me on board. Um, so I studied with her and helped run her studio for a year. But that's when you deep dive into yourself. When you're like in meditation or in yoga mm. and there's nowhere to go and all this stuff comes up on every single level, like physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, that you have to deal with. And so that was the most healing year and a half, two years for me, where I got to be still and I actually just got to access all these layers and um, as we were talking about before, these gifts, which I didn't know I had in a way. Um, I, guess if you were to, I guess if you want to call it, like some people call psychic abilities, channeling, whatever you want, you know, however you connect to source and just being a vehicle for messages is when my gifts really came alive because I was quiet enough to, to listen to them. them and out of the mind and into the body and heart. analytical overlay. Yeah. <laughs> Just it... quiet, stillness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What is it about breakups then that seem to be the... Catalysts? Mm. You know, for, um, for me, um, I've looked quite a lot into relationships. They've been my, my biggest... Um, trigger for for healing and showing me my wounds yeah so um and i've also gone into the different types of relationships the main three being karmic um twin flame and then soulmate the ones i know anyway you know i'm sure there's many out there explain those for the uninitiated oh of course i can i would love to there's nothing (laughs) nothing i love more (laughs) so with karmic relationships i had three massive ones all which bought me many lessons and gifts So with these karmic relationships, um, they come in intensely into our life. We feel like they're the one. They're definitely not, let me tell you, (laughs) just frame up. Um, So they they came in at a time in my life when I needed to really wake up. So I had three big karmic relationships. One was when I was 20, 21 years old. I actually found singing after that, which was a beautiful gift because I just went, fuck it. I'm so depressed and so whatever, I'm just going to go into singing. So I had no fear. Why yeah. not, you know? <laughs> Nothing else to fucking lose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then my second karmic one was beautiful. We, um, he was a ex-bodybuilder. We're working in the, in the gym together. This, is, this was actually in the year I was lost from, yep. um, from when I didn't take the scholarship in New York. Yep. 
and um, I was lost and anyway met my beautiful ex who actually, you know, we're on good terms and we actually reconnected last in this year and made peace after three and a half years. But that was messy. And then after that, it was when I found my spiritual path. Literally, we broke up. That weekend, I went to a Tantra event. Then, boom, it was it was on from then. Yeah. And then my last one, which, happened, which we broke up two years ago, um, actually to this month, he really showed me my power. And he actually invited, he actually taught me how to also, um, you know, cleanse houses, tune into my gifts. Um, so he was a big catalyst. And then we were meant to definitely break up, but he showed me my power and to never let anyone mess with my power again because he definitely did and I allowed him to take a lot of um I allow I gave him essentially my power which I'll never do again to any boyfriend or future partner or individual um so they're they're beautiful uh lessons and there's lots of blessings in there then you move on to the twin flame who I've met um (laughs) who is your sole counterpart yes so some people don't have these twin flames but they're literally your sole reflection yeah. And mine came into my life last year. I, he came to my yoga classes. He just, boom, he was there. And then our journey has been one of unconditional love. It brings you back to this source. Like it didn't matter what he, what he did. I couldn't dislike him or run from him or run from our connection. So we're on, we're on beautiful terms, even though we're not together, um, but our souls want to be. And then you have the third type, in my opinion, which is the soulmate, um, which is the, it's easy, it's when you've cleared the karma, um, it's that person who's going to be there for you and still want you to grow, not as intensely as the twin flame dynamic, but those soulmates that allow you to grow and they're going to be there, they're not going anywhere. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of people are, yeah, blessed to be in twin flame or soulmate relationships. Twin flame's a lot harder, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so breakups have been a huge catalyst for me. So I'm, I'm like really, really grateful. Well, they're amazing. Um, it's like with these life events. Mm. And we'll come to the parallels of today um, <laughs> in a minute. But, you know, I was asked a while back, and I think I might have mentioned this before, but, um, you know, the, the podcast is called WA Real. What does, what's real? Mm. And there's nothing more real than an ending. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Mm. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's job, mm-hmm. life, whatever, they seem to be the moments, the ending, when you're like, ah, oh, that's what's been going on. Yes. That's where I'm at. And they're the most painful, right? Sometimes like someone's got the sharpest knife and just sliced it into you. Yeah. But if you can sit and be all right with that, then that's greatest healing time for greatest healing time for greatest learning time for greatest revelation and so yeah what is real endings yes yep from endings you know i always say to clients or you know whoever i'm friends from endings that's where beginnings happen but you've got to allow the space the space for healing the space for something else to come in something that's better something that's more aligned to you and where you're going essentially Mm. So obviously there are parallels there, and that's kind of why I was keen to talk to you. <laughs> it's kind of parallels there to where we are today on Wednesday the 25th <laughs> of March. 
you know, we've been taking so much for granted, which could well be taken away from us for a period of time, undefined. Mm-hmm. You know, we started off talking about just social interaction. You know, soon it could be the ability to walk outside. You know, my, my fiance said to me, you know, I'm missing the ability to go for a swim and buy a coffee and chat to my friends. So many things, yeah. so many things yeah. that we have taken for granted. And now they're all being questioned right yes. down to its absolute fabric mm. of everything we hold dear. Right down to the weave of the carpet that we stand on every single day. Mm-hmm. How do you make sense of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, for those... Um, for those of us who, I mean, for a lot of people, the journey's just starting now. I mean, if you're not, um, if you're not awake to what's happening at the moment, it's like, so we've had lots of layers, you know, we've been, a lot of us, um, you probably included Bryn, have felt the layers coming for the last few years. And it's, it started energetically. This is how I always think things move through. Energetically, you feel it then mentally you feel it, then emotionally and physically. So if people don't pay attention to those other layers, guess what? Now physically things are being taken away. Yes. So literally if, if people haven't, this is an invitation for people to wake up. But sometimes, as we were just saying with endings, you need stuff taken away from you to actually realize. It's like, it's like if you... um fucked up a relationship with someone and then you're like oh my god i want them back they were so good you know i'm sure my exes think that if they're listening (laughs) (laughs) i love that and your modesty with it um and yeah it's just it's it's literally for us to i guess see the bigger picture and for those of us who are tuned into what's going on on a bigger scale everything's crumbling and you know i think i may have mentioned this to you when we're chatting before astrologers have been predicting this for years it was always going we couldn't keep going the way things are and our society has been based um on the last at least two thousand years on this unhealthy masculine paradigm where we just take what we want we uh, just it's it's constant um what's the word we just need it in the moment instead of having a bigger vision for looking after everyone in the earth it's just been about this greed and this um money and this false sense of security isolation absolutely it's just me i'm unconnected to the rest of the world i am an island We might be soon. We might be stuck on an island, not being allowed to go out of our well, houses. We already are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so when you say a masculine energy, mm. just so we're clear, you're not saying we're not men hating here. No, no, we are not men hating. Men are beautiful. Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love men. Oh my God. Um, so, with um, a basic um, little tantra training for anyone who, of course, is interested. You have, we each have within us a union of masculine and feminine energy. And this is the teachings of tantra and what's been around for thousands of years. Um, you have a healthy and unhealthy. And we're seeing the unhealthy masculine play out right now in that we've created this society just based on selfish, egoic needs. 
and that's not thinking about anyone else. As a result, this divine, beautiful, feminine energy has, has turned unhealthy, but it's also been suppressed. So now we're seeing from this, the rise of this divine feminine energy to come into balance. So we can actually come into, I just got goosebumps, come into a, a union, a harmony, which is actually what yoga means, union, to come into this harmony to create this new world because we're actually shifting um, signs. We've moved from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. So that's what the astrologers have been predicting, everything crumbling, we have to create a new world where everyone is at harmony and peace. Like we can't just keep mm. going the way we've been going. It's just not going to work. <laughs> I mean, I think purely from an observational point of view, one of the things that I've been thinking about recently is just how quickly society is crumbling. Yes. <laughs> like, and, and it demonstrates the thin veneer mm. that we've been operating on, right? Telling ourselves bullshit stories that it's all gonna be all right. Mm. And it's so thin and, you know, it hasn't taken long for that to start to look a bit sketchy. Mm. You ain't got to talk about fucking toilet rolls. <laughs> and, and you're on. Oh, goodness. And so it's made me think about, well, what needs to be, what needs, what needs there to be there instead? And it's not, what does it look like? Because mm. I don't know the answer to that, but what needs to be, and to me it's like, well, there needs to be something of greater depth. There needs to be something of greater depth where empathy is important. Absolutely. You know, the, we, we talk about, we talk about, I've noticed a rise in, you know, discussion around, you know, like narcissism and stuff like that. Um, and that's more of a symptom of where we're at rather than oh narcissism is the latest greatest thing and um, <laughs> let's hope not <laughs> yeah let's hope not and you can see how narcissism has been fed with you know mm. like social media you know particularly things like twitter and instagram as well as facebook but you know those instagram of a i'd say is a ringleader of narcissistic behavior and you know what is in that you know there is a distinct lack of empathy it's almost as if the empathy chip has been taken out yeah and so what does a deeper society mm. look like? Well, it probably has a bit more empathy as its central core. Yeah. So when dramas turn up, there is more robustness and stillness of mind and empathy for one another to go, right, well, we're all in this. There's no, there's no I'm gonna shuffle you down that back end of the planet. <laughs> To have it and we're going to stay up here yeah. in this part of the planet yeah and not have it mm. and we're going to be all right you know we're all in this together yes yeah pretty much well yeah it's um it's coming back we've been um allowed to be separated and i think it all starts with the self so if we're connected if we're from the heart if we're living this heart-centered intuitive life which you know five percent or maybe two percent of us are then that's the starting point you know to creating to having once we're, if we're disconnected from our own feminine which is our emotions mm. and our receptivity then we don't really have a chance of creating this new world um so it's really important for us you know 
that's why this um, destruction is happening at the moment, you know, and everything has to crumble so we can build this new world that we're not separate. We actually realize that every single thing is connected. You know, I can't even kill an insect mm. because I see that that insect is essentially me. Um, yeah. And, you know, God or source or whatever you believe in um, is in everything. So, you know, we can't exclude. If we're excluding others, we're excluding ourselves. Mm. And everything is a beautiful reflection of us. I think we'll come to understand in society and not blame, not shame, take responsibility for our own healing. And once we and heal, seems... then others heal as well. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting that you talk about, you know, um, God, source, light, mm. Allah, whatever you want. I can't help feeling that there's a big question of faith about, yes. about to occur. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, some of the strongest characters I've interviewed, where I've been really like blown away, have been people of faith, out and out open faith. Mm. And, um, and I've had my own little journey with it over the last 12 months, almost a returning to faith. And, you know, as we're faced with uncertainty, and the mind doesn't like certainty, uncertainty it <laughs> loves certainty and that's why you know it's cra everyone's craving like the amount of people that are posting shit like oh well, i've got this friend who's a doctor and this post and he, you really must share this it's like fuck you're just your mind is craving certainty but in a world of uncertainty where you know we fear uncertainty we fear death we fear unknowns that's where you know i can't give you the answer i can't tell you how it's going to be Nope. <laughs> I can't tell you what the detail's going to be. Mm. Unless we have to drop into a bit of faith. You know, I was chatting to my daughter the other day and I said, I, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Right? And I'm her role model. Mm. Male role model. But I said to her, but whatever it will be, it'll be good. Now, that's not just some bullshit to make her feel all right. Yeah. That's how I genuinely feel. That's it's going to be rough. the truth, yeah. It's going to be rough. And don't think I'm going to sit here and sail through it. Yeah. I'm fucking not. And no. I, I already haven't already. In the last day, I've had two meltdowns. <laughs> and, but I own them. Yeah. I own them. Yep. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a large question of what people actually believe. When yeah. endings occur and shit gets real. Yes, because as of it endings. Is, yep. That's when you're like, what do I actually, actually believe in? Yeah. And yeah. Is the. Have I been going to the meditation retreat and doing the work, or have I been going to meditation retreat and doing the work? I was legitimately thinking about this yesterday because. Um, I've seen some leaders, you know, some heart-centered leaders who are, let's say, influencers on right. Instagram. And I was talking about this with my friend yesterday. And when the rubber hits the road, this is all bringing out where we're at. It's bringing out our shadows. It's bringing out um, our faith, essentially, our connection. 
um, do we trust everything is good? Because I've literally been unfazed. I think I I entered a period when um, we switched astrological year where I had a bit of a meltdown for a day. And then I've just been feeling solid and clear and grounded. And I'm like, we literally have nothing to worry about. Yes, it's going to be a bumpy ride, but this is all for the better. As you said to your daughter, it's all creating what we actually need and whether or not people actually realize we consciously create together. So we've actually created what's going on at the moment and it's for all of us. Yeah, we agree to it. We, you know, whether people believe in past lives or contracts, that's a whole different thing, but we all agreed to be on earth at this time and everyone is playing their designated soul purpose Mm. exactly here as we are. And it's all about, and this is also, again, I, I bring up the feminine for some reason, but I feel like I need to today, is it's connecting the feminine is the mystery. You can never pin her down. She is the chaos, and that is the surrender. I think the biggest thing we can do is surrender, and that's been my journey these last four years, is surrendering to the mm. unknown. Like, I had stuff um, thrown at me. I have been in completely helpless situations. And there was nothing else that I could do but just surrender and give in to the divine and yeah. what needed to occur or what needed to happen. So, actually, you said it's a it's a it's a thing of faith and trust are the biggest things at the moment. I'm just shuffling around because yeah. <laughs> my head's getting not hot. get not get sunburned. Not get sunburned. <laughs> so yeah, I don't need cut. Uh, Social distancing sunburn. <laughs> indeed. Um, as an interlude. <laughs> It's interesting, yeah, you talk about surrender. For me, it's been about uh, the word that's been coming up uh, over the last six, eight months has been allowing. Yes. Yeah. And allowing to me has been, um, on the surface, it sounds quite passive, but it's not. It's very active. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of the do, do, do to create, it's allowing things to create, allowing things to happen surrendering to them you know i you know i happily said to you just then you know i've lost my shit twice in the last 24 hours very honest and very admirable yeah well i have you know yeah. and you know I, I i share my i share my thoughts on on facebook yeah at live which i loved yeah for for whatever reasons multiple reasons mm. and you know i don't want anyone thinking that you know i'm not susceptible to the mm. fears and worries and this that and the other and it's interesting you know you can it's like the more things are being taken away you know it starts off with the like oh it's quite novel it's quite amusing and then it becomes a little bit irritating and then it becomes annoying and then just something something will just trigger what is really fucking annoying yeah and for me yesterday it was um reading about the fact that the beach might be closed no well there's <gasps> yes yeah yeah you know and then that to me was like holy fuck where am i if i don't get a drop into the the big blue the first thing in the morning which, are, which is a daily routine for me, yeah you know? yeah it's affecting us all in like very different real ways um for me it's the same the the ocean it's cleansing it's like how we connect to nature um and i think behind all of this i mean there's so many things i could talk about with this whole thing but it's the system is trying to keep us separated so by taking away freedoms 
um, such as going to the beach takes away our connection to nature, Mother Earth, which keeps us grounded and centered. And so I, you know, I'm the same as you. I got, I got fucking pissed off the other day. I just wanted before Monday midday, I wanted to just go in and sit. I love seeing cafes. And then they were doing takeaway. And I was like, this is my fucking favorite thing to do. And you're, and you're literally <laughs> limiting that. And now I just have to do work for my house instead of I love doing work at cafes. That's where I'm inspired. Yeah. And it's just those things that it triggers you to be like, but I want my freedom. Yes. And we, it's a, it's a birthright that everyone has their freedom, their freedom to move, the freedom to speak, the freedom to share their truth. And it's being censored. And then some of our stuff's being censored on Facebook, which is freedom of speech and being able to share with other people. So it's just, it's crazy what's happening at the moment. And it's um, going to be so many surprises to the lengths that the system will go to, to keep us contained and keep us um, isolated, which is what's obviously happening now. Yeah. How'd you see that playing out? Um, a few ways. Um, this is an invitation for the, for the people, whether they know it or not, to rally together. Um, you know, how, uh, and I see this going into the thing of control. All our stuff's been brought up around control. I've seen people shaming people on Facebook. I think we're talking about this saying, oh, Brit and Andrew, you shouldn't go to the beach. But that's how we connect. And we're staying centered for the people who aren't centered. There has to be a balance. We're all doing our work, whether we know it or not. And I think it's going to get a bit worse before it gets better, which I, I've heard from so many people, um, you know, and yeah, this whole thing of isolation and keeping us separate um, is so not cool, but I definitely think it's going to get worse. I see this going on for at least the next three months, if not six. And another thing I'm pissed off about is I wanted to travel. So I was actually meant to be going to India next month. And the fact that I can't go to India and have my spiritual experience and journey pisses me off. My soul just wants to travel, but we're all being confined to where we are um, for a reason. So, you know, I believe they can keep, keep tabs on us. And, you know, there's, there's new developments happening every day. So it's literally being okay in the unknown and then adjusting to what's going on. But the biggest way to obviously do that is internally. So if we're grounded and centered, we can adjust and flow with anything that's happening. But there will come a time where we do need to stand together and um, <laughs> I want to say overthrow the government and system to create this new world. Um, it's not going to happen. We can't try and mold or fix the system. We've got to start a completely new one, but it's got to be from the people. The people have to start this. It's the age of Aquarius. It's like everyone's looking out for everyone else and we've got to all decide and start this new world together. But it has to be all of us coming together as one. It can't be from this, this thing of I or ego or separation. It's got to be all together and from the heart and yeah, I just, I'm excited to see how this all plays out and feel like we've already seen those acts of kindness and the community coming together. We've also seen the other aspect, but more people are coming into compassion through this. There's been more compassion, more empathy, more kindness, um, which has been beautiful to see. Um, there's also been, you know, the other side, um, but that's dying down. And I think that's dying off and we're coming into more of this love for um, one another and whatever we have for ourselves and one another just reflects us. Yeah. Mm. 
it it it's interesting you should yeah pr talk it through like that mm. because yeah i just can't see how you keep the human spirit tucked up at home all the time it's insane we're not meant to be and this is the thing that i've always had back in the day we were part of tribes and community and then guess what we've been put in houses put in offices people aren't the majority of people who are working a nine to five or you know whatever you're doing you're not getting the connection to mother nature you're not getting the connection to other the stress levels are through the mm. roof you're not actually getting that human connection really. oh my god the human connection and this is why i'm um this is why this is happening at the moment we can't hug each other they may it's social distancing and I, um you know part of me well most of me is just like fuck that like i just want to hug people or like cuddle and um yeah i it's definitely all planned um well my perspective anyway some people may have everyone but we've got to allow everyone to be how they be at this time um and not shame people for if, if we want to be at the beach so be it but we're trying to control like all this control stuff's coming up for society where the government's trying to control us or the system and then we're trying to control what other people do now and saying but you shouldn't go to the beach or you the shouldn't see shaming. friends the social shaming which i it's a it's our control and it's this old masculine way which is dying this unhealthy masculine the sur the feminine doesn't try and control she just surrenders to whatever is and it comes back to as you were saying this allowing allowing and accepting everything to just be as it is not trying to control outcomes because that's um our coming from our ego and um coming from this uncertain place whereas if we're connected to source and ourselves we know we have a certainty that is unshakable you know it it you can't sh like with me you can't shake my like sometimes you can don't get me wrong i with have melt <laughs> i have meltdowns yeah i was just like Ugh! um sometimes i get super fired up sometimes i get super sad but you can't shake my trust in my faith in the divine and what's going to happen and what's happening exactly now as much as it may suck being in the house um it's actually all necessary because people need to slow down and deal with their shit collectively this can't we can't keep on we can't keep going if, you know it's getting quicker and yeah, quicker and quicker, quicker. And quicker and quicker and quicker yeah and everyone's being phonetic you got to do the thing you got to yeah. be doing the thing hustle you know oh <laughs> fucking hustle <laughs> gary vaynerchuk's got a lot to us oh my god it's like hustle i'm like nope it's it's this it's this way of being and we've all been conditioned hustle busyness oh. what you you know yeah up until recent what you've been up to oh, i've been busy mate it's the it's i've likened it to the modern day crack of the <laughs> you know because it's so addictive <laughs> yes and if you're not being busy what you're fucking slacking yes yeah yeah you're getting busy or you know i rang a friend up the other day what are you doing oh i'm getting it done what lots of things but i'm getting it done yeah it's just become it's become like um almost acceptable or cool in this society to be busy and be hustling because it means success but actually this this new way and we've gone to jobs we don't like oh shit yeah we've disempowered ourselves we've given ourselves our power over to the system or jobs that we like we hate and we haven't actually slowed down this is what this isolation period is for slowing down to tie off loose ends to actually figure out what you're passionate about what your purpose is here because every single has a person has a purpose and actually process all the stuff 
that you didn't process when you were being busy. It's time to process those emotions and integrate it. So if we all use this time productively, AKA not doing being, actually just being human beings, mm. we're not called human doings, is a, yeah. is a thing I like to say to my yoga students, it's time to slow down together. And so there was no other way but for this to happen. So we all have to be in our homes. There's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to go. We just have to sit with our own shit and just deal with it and work through it. Whether that's by yourself or getting a professional, professional to help you move through some emotions and energetics, highly recommend online, of course. But it's a time for us to slow down and deal with our own stuff. Because when we deal with it, we help the world as well. It's not just all us, we're all connected. So the more yeah. we all deal with it. So it's your moral obligation. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, pretty much, yeah. So, mm. like, the more you deal with your stuff, the more you're helping everyone else. Yeah. And that's what I've been about the last few years. I've copped it, um, which I don't care. People are like, what are you doing with your life? We don't understand. You have so much time and space and you're always at the beach. And I'm like, I'm actually doing stuff every day. I'm having these realizations. I'm mm. putting it all into practice with my clients. You know, it's um, people, they can't see the inside work you're doing, but they can feel it. They just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. That is 100% true, because it doesn't look like anything, <laughs> but it just feels like something. Yeah. And feelings are the source. You know, feelings precede words. You know, it's, it's, that's what spurs you. Mm. Words can provoke feelings, but. Absolutely. And um, yeah, it's like, I think, as you said, this whole coming back in and being still and being quiet. I think anybody, anybody, anybody who's listened to this podcast would recognize this in themselves of having gone away for two or three weeks on holiday, sat on the beach, chilled out after three or four days of letting it go and probably having an argument with the missus or drinking too much in the first couple of days because you just sort of fucking letting the layers go and killing the layers with drink and stuff like that and then finally you're like I just don't want to drink anymore I just want to sit and chill and read my book and, or you, and then the, even the book goes and then you just find yourself gazing at the ocean much like we're doing now <laughs> and then all of a sudden this stuff starts coming up and all of a sudden you know instead of sitting in that accountancy job or office job you're like fuck I wish I owned a cafe I wish I could I always wanted to paint why did I not continue playing the trumpet? Why do I not sing? <laughs> Stuff yes. like that, you know. And and then it becomes so important and it becomes all-consuming while you're on the holiday and you have the best intentions when you get back. And then all of a sudden you get back and it's just, oh, it's a little bit uncomfortable and you grab for the convenient gears back into life. You get back into the office and you go, yeah, okay, I, and you know, you might have shot yourself off an email to, you know, inquire, oh, when do you do trumpet lessons or something like that? But then the email comes back and you fucking delete it and, uh, and then off you go and you carry off in the same cycle. You yeah. know, one of the best things that ever happened to me was being made redundant in no, end of November yeah. 2015 in the, you know, as the oil price dropped and I got made redundant from Chevron along with many others. End of November, I try and find a job in Perth during December and January. Sit and be with that, Bryn. Yep. Sit and be with that. I sat and I sat with that for four months. Mm. And you know what? I went through an existential crisis, and then after that, my days were filled. There you with go. Great stuff. Mm. Seeing people, helping people out, learning stuff. 
It was such a chore going back to work. Mm, yes, I can imagine it would have been, yeah, after that little hiatus period. So you, just picking something up myself, you got goosebumps earlier on talking about the divine feminine. Mm. And that seems to be coming through quite strong for you at the moment. Yes, just today apparently. <laughs> Is there something else you want to talk about then? Is there something else coming through? No, not at the moment. Something usually triggers something to come through and then it just it just goes. But it felt really important. Maybe it's for the people listening. Um, it's, it's so important in this time because we're all going to be feeling emotions. And it's whether we actually allow ourselves to feel them mm. or if we shut them down again. And this is, um, you know, the repressed feminine is being shown in all of us. And especially, you know, with the whole male thing don't show emotions, don't cry. Oh, yeah. It's been a huge thing. I love seeing guys cry. There is nothing more. Like, it's so humbling and beautiful. Like, my beautiful twin flame, he, he cries in front of me, like, so often last year. And it was so beautiful because when we cry, that's what brings us into our hearts. So when we have that heartbreak, the heart cracks open. So we're more in our hearts. But if we just shut everything off and don't feel, like I, I've seen, you know, with a lot of my exes they just pushed everything to the side then usually it actually come through me and I ended up crying for them for them and um so it's you know it's to do our part and unless whatever we repress will always be there but if we actually have the courage to feel it it gets released we get cleansed we feel completely different but if we just keep on piling these layers we end up like robots and disconnected and this is actually how everything started we just haven't been feeling enough as you said coming back to empathy yeah um and feeling those emotions we're human beings we're not robots we're meant to feel yes emotions can be messy as like you know oh there's there's been times where i'm on the floor just boiling boiling or in the car and but then you feel amazing after you have this clarity and that thing's gone that emotion that energetic release has happened so interesting you say this because um so i grew up in england mm. 11 years boys boarding school right you know shields are up shields are up um compartmentalization yeah. i was a fucking <laughs> ninja ninja you know i could you know, all sorts, you could chuck shit my way and I could always um, make the best of it. Yeah, I can make the best of it. I can I can put a happy spin in my mind, okay, but I would accept it and then do it. And But I'd have to compartmentalize stuff and this, that and the other, or, or well, I'll, I'll, I'll delay my gratification on that. I'm pretty good with that for later on and all this sort of stuff. And then... Fuck, you know, end of 30s, I'm 45 now, end of 30s, got really untidy. And then more and more and more, you know, those layers and surrendering and allowing those layers to the point where, you know, my parents were over recently and um, a couple of things happened and like, I was a fucking mess for a couple of days. And the old boys there going, come on, you got to pull it together. This is the, you know, cometh the hour, cometh the man type stuff. And I had to sort of say to him, like, I said to both of them at the time, I was like, I can't do compartmentalization anymore. I don't have the energy for it. It's a waste of time. You know, from a male perspective, it's a waste of time and energy. 
and yeah. we hate nothing more than waste of time and energy. But um, I don't have any energy in reserve. And what's more, it's just fucking things up. And so, yeah, this what you see now is your son who's brilliant at keeping it together. He's just fucking untidy now. But I know, because I've been into the abyss several times now, mm. and I'm getting happier going into the abyss, I mean, so I like <laughs> the untidiness. But, yeah. I, but what I do like yeah. is what's out the back. It's like the whole thing when you start going to the gym and you're like, fuck, I hate going to the gym. But then after a while you're like, but what I do like is how I feel out the back. Yes. And then after a while, then it's that, that gratification comes into your gym session. And then you enjoy the gym session as much as how you feel out the back. Yeah. But it's how you feel out the back. And, and so I think what's been the draw to go into the untidiness and the messiness mm. of <sighs> being angry, being anxious, being, being angry. Yeah. You know, to me, male plus anger equals destruction previously. Yep. But not anymore now. Mm. Male plus anger sat with for a while equals fuel on the fire to get a lot of shit done. Absolutely. Good shit done. Yeah. Right shit done. Yes. Stuff that comes from your heart. Yeah. It's yep. an awesome fuel. Yeah. Awesome fuel. Yeah, it's amazing. And as you said, um, allowing because um, I was an angry kid but didn't know how to deal with it um, what but were you once angry we... about Pardon? what were you angry about oh everything you know I would I would I was the biggest I was like a bomb waiting anything would trigger me I had so much stuff that I anything would send me into a spin one sentence one word boom that was it I was an angry angry kid because I didn't understand. Um, the world didn't make sense to me when I was a kid, being a really sensitive kid um, and trying to keep a container on emotions and everything. You know, it was so funny. I took, um, when I was, because I started dating like 13, 14 and people would be like, Andrew, why are you taking like years to get over this guy? And that's like the worst thing you could say to anyone because you're like not allowing them to have their process. And I think for people, what happens is they feel the emotions and then because of conditioning or because they're scared to go into that wound or that memory or that whatever happened, that trauma, they put a lid on it. But back if you off. actually, pardon? And back off. Yeah, and back off. Or go off. somewhere else. Exactly, or use, and this is the biggest thing right now is what we're seeing. Guess what? We have no external distractions. The most we can do is FaceTime someone at the moment if we're in our house, but there's no external distractions we have to sit with it but what people what i see a lot of people they're scared to go through that emotion and see it through to the end the crack the open. But what they don't realize is when you do that and it's released and you feel like that peace and you feel that the, as i i did a post the other day actually because mm. we're actually um in a new moon today so right. and it's a fire one so you can channel that fire energy. There's an unhealthy way to channel, which is destruction, abusing someone, or you can channel it into your projects, your relationship. There's, mm. there's ways to fuel those emotions to yep. positively benefit you, your life, those around you. And then there's unhealthy, like, you know, turning to alcohol, abusing someone, um, taking out on essentially someone who doesn't deserve it. Yep. Um, and we end up hurting each other, which is, of course, not the well, best thing in the world. <laughs> that's where your wombs are still bleeding all over everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like ripped open. And, you know, we have a lot of thing of projection in society where we're projecting 
this unresolved stuff onto other people and expecting them to act in a certain way instead of just being accepting them as they are mm. it comes from our own stuff so once we change that perspective and this only comes from sitting with yourself and knowing thyself then your your whole life's going to change essentially so exciting it is exciting we're creating a new world it's it's very right in exciting front of us. Yes. right in front of us yeah We've reached a tipping point. Oh, yeah. I see us on the edge of a cliff about to drop and go into this descent and then come up and there's a new world on the, on the other side. Or we're just at that cool. Have you ever done a bungee jump? No, no, because they it's, scare me. You should do one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably not at the moment. Um, it's just that great, exciting point when you've left the bridge. Yes. And you can still see out in front of you. And it's just before gravity starts pulling you and you can't see out in front of you or you can see it straight down because you're plunging. I feel like we're just there. Yeah. We have left the bridge. We have left the cliff. Yeah, it's literally like that, that, that There is no coming back. Point. You can't turn around and grab. Nope. We've gone. Yep. You're in the air. <laughs> you're in the air. And we're that in the air at the stillness moment. point. Yes. Yeah, we're in the air at the moment. There's, there's no turning back. I mean, it's like people going back to toxic relationships, repeating that cycle it's not worth going back you're just hurting yourself you're hurting everyone else it's like close off that that ending that world that dysfunction and instead allow yourself to heal and space and then start anew start afresh and that's what we're doing at the moment so for someone who's listening to this and going you know two or three four weeks ago i would have said that those pair were smoking crack the way they're talking but now it's all of a sudden <laughs> it's making sense in amongst all the stuff that's going on and now you know things are cracking open shit's getting real and now the 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 wonky woo stuff that that Bryn and Andrea have just been talking about <laughs> is making sense and I'm like fuck I'm, I feel like I'm opening up what tangibly not in a male way but but in a to process, actively process, step in and do? What are some of the simple things people can do? The simple things at the moment, um, you know, step by step, because I fully appreciate that people um, may think we're crazy. And, you know, um, the more we wake up, we realize that we just need to expand, um, not have a limited perspective. And I'm well aware, um, but I don't censor myself anyone, mm. <laughs> ever. Because so, this is a, this is a, prime catalyst for expansion or contraction exactly so you know when we're presented with an opportunity or a situation or anything or a trigger we either have the opportunity to expand yeah or we contract and shy away from it and this is like why fear is actually a good thing and i like i you know it's in self-development false evidence appearing real mm. you know you're either in fear or love and fear is a catalyst for change um, but some of the more tangible ways I would say to ground and go in is, of course, yoga meditation. It's like the biggest thing you can do at the moment. Um, so there's heaps of classes being streamed online. I'm actually doing one for Spunder this afternoon, going to the studio and streaming online. So you can actually do it with a teacher because if you haven't done yoga or meditation, you don't want to just start it at home and not know what areas you're meant to be feeling stretched or the movements you're meant to be doing. Um, and there's beautiful YouTube guided yoga, meditation. That's the best way. Reading books, getting back to reading, getting back. 
but you know yes you can read fictional books and go into your imagination as much as you want but you know tan tangible beautiful books on what you're drawn to or listening to your podcast there you go mm. plug right here listening to podcasts which are going to open and expand your mind or bring you back to you anything that brings you back to yourself nature yeah i mean nature's the most grounding thing and like we've said us two if we don't get into nature you have to get into nature every day otherwise we're disconnected and the nature is feminine she grounds us she holds us and she's being healed at the moment which is amazing mm. um and she friend. doesn't she cares but she doesn't care about you totally yeah you know yeah if you're standing there limping along you know and a big wave's coming it's still coming it's not <laughs> going to stop and go you're all right it's going to get hit by it. exactly well you know mother nature she has this beautiful compassion and she's constantly giving us but this is like a wake-up call yes and it's a wake-up call i mean i just saw something today or yesterday that the ozone um the hole in the ozone layer is actually um healing and it's getting smaller which is of course you know it had uh, to take how a crisis i know it had to take couple a couple of fucking weeks <laughs> Yeah, a couple a few, of weeks. A few months, Max. Yeah, so everyone, you know, um, whether we like it or not, accepting, allowing where we are at, because it's allowing a healing for us all and for Mother mm. Nature, which we're so connected to. Um, so get out in nature, even if, it, if you don't want to leave your house, at least your backyard or somewhere where you can put your feet on the earth and just connect in. Um, what else would I recommend? Just... Feeding yourself with nourishing foods, um, you know, juices, you're doing a fast at the moment. Yep. Uh, perfect way, fast, you become very clear, very quick. You meet those obstacles, you meet the resistance. I'm a big, I do intermittent fasting every day, so I don't eat until midday now. Um, just nourishing yourself from the inside out, whatever, mm. whatever feels, whatever makes you happy. I'm, I sing, I've been doing dancing in my house. The TikTok videos are hilarious at the moment. Um, even though it's such a social media platform, it makes me laugh at all the stuff that's on there. Um, but just allowing yourself, giving yourself the space to go inward. And if you feel like you need support, if, if so much stuff's coming up that it's overwhelming, reach out to someone you trust, reach out to um, a healer or like a counselor who you know is, um, or you feel is aligned to you to help you work through some stuff. It's mm. the big reset. I'm calling this the big awakening and the big reset. But it's time for you to go inward. You know, it's we've spent so much of our time focusing on the external and thinking that's real. It's not. It's like what's real is in you, and what's real is the power that you've forgotten about or you haven't reclaimed. It's time to reclaim our sovereignty and our power yes. within us. So when we do that and when everyone goes inward, we're going to create this new world and be able to actually connect with one another. Not just these, I fucking hate shallow conversations. I can't do them. I yep. won't do them. Yep. It's like we go deep or we go home. And Love it. So <laughs> That's and why so, I created WA Real. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because <laughs> my friends were getting fed up with me trying to depth conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's time to jump. But like, if you have loved ones, tell them you love them. Actually express your emotions. Because I tell people I love them every day. And um, it's so important for, yeah, if you want to connect with people and FaceTime them and actually have those deeper combos and ask how people are doing. A lot of people aren't okay at the moment because... Mm. 
you you literally have come up with you've come up against these challenges and these obstacles and, and your emotions so people some people aren't doing okay and it's completely okay as the campaign says to not be okay yeah it's it's completely okay and um depression is just deep rest as i think jeff foster says depression is just deep rest you just need to sit with yourself be with yourself anxiety is when we're stressed about the future and we're in fear so if you're present in the moment there's nothing to hold on to there's nothing to hold on to there's nothing to do you are just being and that is what is so that's what i come back like we are now on the beach just talking there's nothing else for us to focus on we're just in the moment talking about whatever comes up and being fully present with each other which is why so many relationships break down partnerships friendships you're not present you're not actively listening holding space which is the healthy masculine mm. for that other person not judging them so just again, letting them the be. healthy masculine the healthy masculine yes what's that holding this um this capacity of holding space and this you know it takes some work because of course if you're listening to someone and they trigger something it's trigger something trigger emotions you're not you can't hold space so this is where as i was saying the rubber hits the road with these leaders at the moment more heart-centered i guess if you want to call spiritual leaders if they can hold space for other people and you know a lot of my sessions a lot of my yoga classes are just me sitting if you can imagine this massive container and just being present with everyone's emotions which actually helps people process so if you come to me as a client and i just hold space for whatever you want to share i'm not triggered i can hold that loving awareness you are it's an invitation for you to heal i'm guiding you to and holding space for you about to heal yourself and be seen which is such a big thing a lot of people are carrying these masks because they're afraid of being seen for who they truly are but that's where the magic is and allowing yourself to just be seen in your mess in your vulnerability in your joy in your bliss just the whole range of spectrum and it's scary because you're like what well what if people don't like the real me but you've got to like the real you first 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah so i had a big epiphany there when you talked about healthy male and holding space because that's what this is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 140 conversations held in a space that I created. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's a question that I've decided, because I've, I've had to reshape some of my standards sort of quick. Because <laughs> I have sort of intro questions and outro questions. And so I've had to start rethinking about it. But what? It, so here's one that I'm going to start asking more of what are you seeing people doing that's new that you hope sticks um i see people especially at the moment um not just thinking about themselves and i i've totally been there i could ha i could happily put up my hat and say like there are times where i've been really selfish especially growing up but it's um I see this kindness and this compassion and I see people reaching out and doing stuff for others, which is, I mean, I know it's going to stick because this, this crisis or whatever you want to call it has brought us closer together. We're no longer just going, oh, do I have enough? For I mean, the toilet paper thing, that was just everyone's shadow <laughs> coming out yep. and thinking of themselves. 
But then you see at Random Acts of Kindness, there's a group on Facebook, someone invited me, and it's beautiful to witness the kind acts that people are doing for one another. And, you know, um, I've seen leaders. Um, I'm putting on a free meditation this weekend, just going, how can I be of service and help yes. rather than going, oh, what do I need? And this is us breaking out of that security, that survival, which we've all been stuck in and which is very associated with um, the base chakra if people know about that this security the survival we need to survive and we're breaking out of that and coming more into the like the heart and the feelings and going yeah but i need to look out for that other person because yep. if we don't look out for each other we're not going to survive which just came through um it's yeah it's and just the the generosity at the moment is really beautiful and the people checking in with everyone going, are you okay? And that's what I, that's what I desire to see this new world be. Um, one that's full of kindness and compassion, um, not full of ego and materialism and greed one and i think there's a i think there's a duality at the moment i think we're seeing a lot of control and like you know as i said systems or people trying to bring in separation and then you see the love and the connection and at the moment i kind of see it as a battle but if we step into love love is everything and love always wins yep so a society based on love and compassion and empathy and kindness is I think the new thing that really, really would be amazing if it stuck around. Superb. I think for me, and something that's popped up in this, mm. is if nothing else, I think it's in Bali, they have a weekend where they essentially do this. Right? Mm. Shut up, everything's quiet, stay in the house. If nothing else, maybe I'm looking at it through a paradigm of, taking some of what was there before and move it but it mm. there's a balance there where you know go do do the thing but then maybe if collectively on a global basis we had two or three weeks where we went and now we're all on holiday yes a hundred percent and, and you we know, maintained this awesome this yeah locking it absolutely you know and um this whole thing of work 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 even people who have to work full-time jobs or choose to i should say yeah. don't have to choose to yeah four day weeks it would be so much more effective mm. in those four days having three days off we need more rest if you think for every action we take we need a balance of resting that's been lopsided and everything like that and today there's a silence day in bali i just spent two months in bali i was lucky enough to run my retreat in december and january um and they so what we're seeing is these places like india and bali devotion is their number one and their connection to god whatever they believe in so bigger than themselves number one and so we think as a western society these places are behind us they're in front of us because they're connected with bali they work with nature they don't try and manipulate and mold her they just work with her and this is why I'm so drawn to those places is because it's a their spirituality and connection and devotion is number one. We've lost touch with that in Western society. So like you tell me who's like further ahead, um, you know, we, we're literally having these crises and I'm sure they're all calm and collected there. Not that I, of course, know, but 
it's it's such a necessary part. Like, imagine if us as a Western society put our connection and our devotion to ourselves and to source or whatever you believe in as number one. And we actually, um, in Bali, they give back. So through prayer and ritual, they actually give to the gods and give back to um, the earth, which is why it's so potent there. It's a, it's a purification center. So if we actually change the way we did things, and this is the restructure that's happening at the moment, and we follow suit or come up with something where we get to put that at the forefront. And then once, because once we're connected, we, we don't want to hurt anyone. We don't want to hurt the earth. We don't want to hurt each other. It's just because we've literally become so disconnected and so busy um, focusing on materialistic things and stuff that actually isn't real. If we break it down, what's real is like love and kindness and compassion. That's real over materialism, having the next big house or having the next big car, which it can be ego-driven. I'm not saying that stuff's bad. Mm. One day I do want to buy like a holiday home somewhere and have that, of course, because um, I believe you should have abundance in all areas of life. I don't believe, you know, we can have anything we want. And this is what we're given the opportunity to, is create what, when you're sitting here at home, what life do you want to create? What do you want to be doing? This is for you to reset. A lot of a lot of people listening have maybe lost their jobs, and change your perspective. And that this is your rebirth. As you said, when you lost your job, it's your rebirth. It's not something to. It's not something to look at and go. This is like the worst thing to happen to me ever. Everything is a gift. So where it just it depends. Do you see it as a gift or do you see it as? Um, I'm trying to think of a word. The worst thing that's ever happened to you. Like what do you see it as? And that has a massive impact on our own vibration and what we attract into our lives. Awesome. The last question I ask all my guests, and I'm still going to ask the same yeah. one, <laughs> is if you could take a little nugget, a golden nugget of knowledge and upload it into the collective consciousness so everyone just gets it right now, what would it be? Oh, wow. The biggest thing for me is choose love over logic. Mm. Because my my journey um, and what I see is in, in society at the moment is that we're very mind-driven and the mind needs to take a back seat. The heart and the intuition together is how we're going to create this. So when you go to make decisions, don't use the mind, use the heart, use your intuition. That's how we're going to move forward. And that was honestly my biggest transition. So I would say there's one piece of, and maybe people are going, Andrea, what do you actually mean? Um, come into the heart, come into the body and access the wisdom that we all have over the mind, which keeps us stuck and perceivably safe. But this is how this has all happened because the mind has a lot to do with fear. So I'd say there's one piece of advice, choose love over logic. Love it. Mm. It's been an absolute pleasure talking today. Oh, thanks, Bryn. It's been oh. awesome. It's uh, exactly what I needed today. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I love that. Just transmissions left, right and center. Um, and I'm pretty sure it would be whatever anybody who listens to it for. If people want to find you for a meditation, mm -hmm. online meditation or yoga, where can they find you? 
Uh, they could find me, you know, either on Instagram, I'm Andrea Alexandra Ross. Um, on Facebook, I'm Andrea Ross. I just changed my page to Pure Awakening. Uh, so I'll be doing some free meditation. I'm going to have a free um, Facebook group to share in daily insights. That's launching this week. And I'm going to be streaming some online yoga classes. People come to me for one-on-one -on -one sessions, um, intuitive guidance, yoga, meditation, whatever they need. Cool. Um, because it's really the time for everyone to step up and it's the time to rise together essentially. So yeah, you can find me on Andrea Ross, connect with me. Um, yeah, find me on social media, hit me up, send me a message. And yeah, more than, I feel like this is the last few years. This is why I'm here at the moment. It finally feels like it landed today or yesterday. Time to do this thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, time to do this. This is what we've been preparing for. And the time's here and the time is now. So, yeah, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. It's been awesome <laughs> for me. Thank you.